In 2014, a novel about a mysterious, deadly threat coming to Earth and killing everyone who could see it made waves for horror fans. And then in 2018, when Netflix made the book into a film starring Sandra Bullock, well, that's when things began to get a little out of control. Online, at least. Bird Box became a wildly popular uh, online film and as a meme and a hashtag challenge. And it took Michigan author Josh Mollerman's career to new heights. He's back this week with a brand new novel. The sequel to Bird Box is called Mallory. And I got to sit down with him to discuss starting at the very moment he realized he created an internet phenomenon with Bird Box. Okay, so Allison, um, for listeners, Allison is my fiance. Allison and I were in the UP visiting her family. That's where she's from. And we, like the night the movie came out, we had a screening on like Stevenson Highway at this old like Ford showroom for like a few people really. And then we were like, woohoo, this has got to be the peak right here, right? The, the movie's coming out, right? And then the next day we drove like the 10 hours north to her family's place. And we got there at like 5 a.m. or whatever it was. I woke up around one and my phone was just exploding. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, people are watching the movie, this kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this is, this is more than just people are watching the movie. This is, this is pretty wild. And it just kept ballooning and ballooning the whole time we were up there. We were up there for like 11 days or something. So that whole experience, that whole freaking wind tunnel, which was freaking amazing. Yeah, we were in the UP and I almost feel like it's like, I was like lucky to be like out of town when it happened or something. So I just imagine that if we were here, I would have just been wasted the whole time at a bar, you know? <laughs> it's pretty wild. I also noticed when I, I just was reading your Hollywood Reporter uh, article here, I've just heard so many writers, like they're not able to go back and reread their books. So I was finding it really interesting that, that that's what you, you did to write a sequel. I was super nervous about that. I really was. I was nervous, you know, in the same way. I don't know. When you, like, like you said, people, musicians, you know, I heard Bob Dylan doesn't listen to his early stuff. I, I, not that Bird Box was so early or so long ago, but I was a little nervous. Like, is this going to make me feel weird about Bird Box or whatever? I didn't want it to influence too much of Mallory. But honestly, I read it in two sittings. Um, I had a great time. I was like, oh, wow, this, this is really fun. This is okay. This is, it was, it was almost like trying to find the beat of a song again, honestly. It really felt like that. Like if I could just, you know, like, like, like in the high strung, listening to Derek, listening, okay, this is the speed Derek plays at. This is the speed I'm going to write the lyrics at or something, you know? And that, that's what it felt like. So I was nervous going into that, but I'm really glad that I did do it. Hey, Josh, so is it easier, do you think, for you to take a step back as a writer and, uh, and look at it from a different angle because you've been in a band for so long and recorded so many albums? Yep, I do. And there's two reasons. Number one, the band and that experience of you're in the studio listening to your own voice singing, right? Um, listening to you and your best friends, like this take isn't right, this one is. Just that sort of detachment, right? But also just being a prolific writer. Um, what, what, that, what that has done for me it is by writing, geez, I think it's like 32 books now. What that's done is lessen the spotlight on each story. Like, I don't feel like each book has to represent me in full. I don't feel like each one has to be like my, my worldview, my ideology entirely, right? 
And so to go back to Bird Box while now having 32 novels, 100 short stories, all this stuff, it, it, it's okay if, if it wasn't, you know, like exactly how I would want it or exactly how I see things now or exactly blah, 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 right? And yes, it was, it's a little easier to be detached in that way when you have numerous like books. So instead the body of work represents you rather than just one story. So I'm just gonna guess here uh, that Mallory and the readers, we never come to a conclusion uh, about what happened in her world uh, to change it so drastically. Uh, we are living in a very different time than when Bird Box was first released. And so now with the sequel, that's out now. Do you think the those who who really loved Bird Box, uh, uh, are ready for it? are ready to dive back into that world where everything feels so out of control? Okay, so at the beginning of this lockdown, I was talking to Rob St. Mary about this very thing. Like, we're in a lockdown. There's a pandemic. Would you want to read or see, read a pandemic story or see a movie like that? And my answer was like, no, no way. And then. I don't remember his answer. I'll, I'll ask him again, but I was like, no, no way. And then I kind of had to read one because I had an event lined up with this guy, Chuck Wendig, and he wrote this 800 page um, pandemic story called Wanderers. So I read it during this lockdown. And honestly, Amanda, I was like, it was one of the most comforting things I've ever read. And here's why. He could not have, I guess you could say predicted um, the government reaction, the uh, maxing out the hospitals, just just everything about it was so so on beat with what's happening right now that there was this comforting feeling of like, wait a minute, between Wanderers and The Stand and, and, and you could say Bird Box in a different way, um, it's almost this feeling of like, we thought of you to, to the pandemic. It's like we have thought of you and because we have thought of you, maybe we can solve you too. Whereas... What's happening in the world right now isn't so unfathomable as to be like, nobody knows what to do. I know it, it obviously feels that way in a way. But at the same time, it's a pandemic. And, and it's like there have been some in history. There have been numerous pandemics in history. We can get to the other side of this. We can solve this. And so reading about people who, you know, who had imagined this exact scenario, it's like, oh, maybe... Maybe this isn't so crazy what's happening right now, after all, if numerous people were able to think of it. So it ended up being almost comforting rather than uh, putting me on edge reading, reading his book. You know, when we're hypothesizing about how these writers, how they envisioned the world that we find ourselves in now, it really reminds me of this Alan Moore quote where he talks about writing as a form of magical practice. When you you write something into existence and that can happen quite literally, um, you know, but with with writing about something like a pandemic or, you know, post-apocalyptic world, maybe the key is also writing the solution. Yeah, yeah, no, right, both can be true. And, and that Alan Moore idea is really scary, right? Especially for a horror writer or a sci-fi writer, because you do wonder, right? Oh, uh, Asimov like predicted this or that. Well, did he predict it or did he write it? And because he wrote it, this is how we saw the future. And so now this is the future we're building, right? And so in a way, it, it, it's not even, that, in that way, it's not even magic. It's just literally imitation. But yeah, with, with Bird Box, I guess I wanna, I'll just say this about like the Mallory Bird Box angle of that is that I never entirely saw these books as end times. I saw them more as, a situation that we had to endure, right? Meaning 
that uh, these creatures arrived, well, they could vanish at any time too. Like there's no, in, in neither book is there any talk of government, either ineptitude or success. There's no mention of the military. There's hardly any mention of the world shutting down in Bird Box at all. And, and I think that what, what happens with those two, with that, leaving those elements out, is that it becomes less apocalyptic to me. And it's more of like, like a slice of life, but horror. Like at any time, these creatures could leave as suddenly as they came. So to me, even bigger than the, than the obvious parallel of wearing a mask versus wearing a blindfold, the biggest parallel between Bird Box and Mallory to this scenario would be not knowing when this is going to end. Is like the uncertainty of that. Like, when is this going? When are we going to get through this? And, the, and that is just, that's one of the most grueling parts about it. How did you decide to begin Mallory 10 years after the end of Bird Box? Or, or was that uh, an organic uh, sort of point in time to begin it? You know, I wanted Tom and Olympia to be, you know, smart enough to really have their own philosophies, to have read a lot of books, at least in Olympia's case. I just wanted them to be like peers for her, but then I didn't, there's like a point where if they got too much older, then I would, I would imagine they were, they had already gone through those years of, of warring, warring philosophies with Mallory. And I think I wanted them at that age where Tom wanting to be more progressive and being more of a, not an optimist, but like he wants to change things and Mallory being just totally 100% living by the fold. I wanted this book to be about battling philosophies in that world rather than, you know, like, like rather than action. Right. So a logical conclusion would be to make them teenagers, maybe even later teenagers. But the oddity there is that I wrote, and this wasn't planned is that I wrote the rough draft for bird box in 06. So that was like 14 years ago. I don't have to go through the whole history right now, but as you know, it comes out in 2014, went through a lot of, a lot of changes. But it was strange for me for 14 years or however it was at the time to have passed, like 13, whatever. And that's about exactly how old Tom and Olympia are now, you know? And I was like, wow, this is really strange. Like, I've actually, uh, the, the real, in real time, these two have aged this, this far with me. But that was not the plan. That's just something I realized halfway through writing it. And we're talking to Josh Mallerman. He is the author of Mallory. It's a sequel to his best-selling uh, book, Bird Box. It is out right now. You can get it at all local bookstores and I'm sure online as well. So, uh, Josh, do you feel um, a lot more responsibility this time around to satisfy fans of Bird Box with, this, with the sequel? No, not really. Um, I think that goes back to being prolific. But I also think that meaning that um, I, how do I explain that? Just I, again, I don't. I just don't feel like the spotlight's all on one story ever. Um, for me, but at the same time, I think it's okay in certain situations in life to sort of employ like your own personal, your own personal double think. And in this case, that would be on one side. It's like, oh boy, this better be good. A lot of people are familiar with Bird Box. You know, oof, we better write a, a good book here. You know, and the other side is like, hey, dude, it's just a book. And I think that both. You can believe both at the same time and live by both at the same time. You can sit down and feel that pressure and also feel like it's okay no matter what. And I, and I think that I, I went through the, um, I think the writing was like that. Not a revolving door, but both at once. So, so I was aware of that and aware of 
how maybe if I was slightly different, I could have even been like really freaked out by that. Or even, even weirder, I could have had a huge head because of it or something. But I, but I feel like instead it was like, nope, I understand. I, I, I get Bird Box and I understand what happened here. Yes, this, 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 should, this better be good. And then also like, hey man, be loose. It's okay, no matter what happens here. And, I, and, and that, that served me through all that. All right, I, I, I lied, Josh. One more question for you, and I have to put you on the spot for this. What does it feel like to be called maybe the next Stephen King? Man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow, I got about 70 novels to write before I can even start to, start to think about something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I know what people mean when they, when they, when they say that kind of thing, but that dude, you know, that's like talking about like Beethoven or Hitchcock or something. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, when, when you hear something like that, you're just kind of like, ah, okay, okay. But I, but I understand, um, Bird Box is doing well and I'm, I'm doing well in the horror world. And if it means, and if it ultimately means me or a group of, of writers, we will take sort of like that mantle of the genre. Well, hell yeah, then let's do it.